Recorded in San Diego, California, sending good vibes around the world. Welcome to Zen Nurse Life, a place where nurses can let their hair down, clear their minds, and get ready for the next shift. And now, your host, it's Derek. All right, so it's been about, I was looking at my my blog, it's been about six months, more than six months since my last podcast. Uh, my last podcast was August of uh, 2019. And it's now, looking at my watch, it's uh, March, morning of March 23rd, 2020. And so, um, things were just way too busy for me to be tooling around with this uh, podcast. And uh, it takes a long time to actually uh, record in a semi-quiet place and then uh, be able to have time to do some post-editing. And uh, I finally have some time now that the uh, dust has settled. So uh, since since August of uh, 2019, um, I, I'm now actually fully licensed. Um, took the uh, NCLEX PN exam and uh, was just kind of sitting on uh, pins and needles waiting for the results to come out. Um, for those of you that are at that same stage, uh, you know, it, it sucks, you know, waiting. And uh, there's a couple hacks uh, to kind of find out. Um, they're, they're fairly accurate, at least they were for me. Um, but you can try the... Uh, there's a Pearson View uh, hack. You can Google that. Basically, it's... Uh, you, enter, you enter in your credit card as if you want to retake the... Uh, the test and um, um, you know use a legit credit card but put in a wrong wrong date or something but uh, if it does not allow you to uh, repay for another test then that's supposedly a sign that you pass the test um, before you get the official results in the mail um, there's another hack you can also go to the breeze website and uh, you can Google the details on that. I'm not here to recreate that. But anyways, there are a couple indications I had that I had passed it first time. And I think my test had turned off at the minimum amount of questions you required. I think it was, I think it was like 65. So, you know, I, I think what every, every, uh, every test taker thinks when that happens, you go, well, I either crushed that test or I screwed it up pretty bad. So that's that's pretty much uh, that was that, and I walked away. And uh, honestly, it felt great. You know, it was definitely a, a milestone. And um, I got that letter in the mail saying that, you know, congratulations, blase, blase. And I actually took a photo of myself and uh, of myself actually opening the letter. And I had posted it on Yelp um, as a review for my college because it was it was uh, something they asked students to do. And and while it wasn't a perfect uh, place, you know, hardly any place is perfect. Um, 
they definitely did get the job done, obviously, because uh, I had passed the exam. So yeah, that was uh, I think that's the first major uh, thing that had that had happened since the last podcast. And then of course, uh, once the payment for the license fee um, happened within about 24 hours from that payment, um, I was able to log in to the state uh, license website, and I saw my license. And uh, from there, you know, I'm pretty much just like every every other uh, uh, brand new nurse, uh, newly licensed. Uh, you're hurting for money. It's time to work. So I spent uh, a good amount of time on a on a very uh, uh, bare minimum bare minimum um, resume. You know, I tried to say uh, less less and try to and i had enough work history to probably fill three pages but i figured no one really reads those you know they just they kind of look at the format you know they they look at your language can you use the english language well um so i just wrote a one pager um included uh all the pertinent skill sets um of course the nursing credentials and um, I also have a bachelor's degree in an unrelated field. And of course, uh, all my years of uh, military service. So I just kept it all to one page and, you know, thinking that stuff would make a difference. But honestly, people, you know, you have a nursing license and uh, that's really your, your ticket into any, any type of work you really want to get into. And so... What this podcast is really going to be about, this this particular podcast, um, uh, this episode, I just kind of want to, uh, what, what, what initiated this was the fact that I had a friend um, in the cohort uh, just behind me, and she had asked me, hey, I heard this one company, Company X, it's not a good place to work for in home health, but I'd thinking about getting into home health and uh, hey what do you think and it just happened that I happened to work for that one company X that some student was saying was not a good place to work for and so I had this conversation with her and I and I think while it, it had a lot of application for her I really think um, the conversation has a lot of application for for anyone um, any nurse, any level licensed nurse getting into any type of niche. So, and then, and it summarizes as sim simply like this. Um, you have to know yourself. And, and once you understand who you are, what kind of personality you have, you know, do you need a team to back you up? You know, is your confidence level just not there? Or are you independent? Do you feel that you can learn with minimal guidance? Can you learn remotely through, through email, through phone calls, um, through other sources? Um, you also have to ask yourself, 
you know, how do you see your career fitting in with your family lifestyle? You know, if you have a husband in the military who's gone um, and back, gone and back, or or perhaps your your spouse has schedule like nine to five, Monday through Friday, then you have a child that's in school, and then as we all know, school school uh, schedules change. So how are you going to deal with with uh, a child? not being in school right so these are all the things you really really have to know about yourself because nursing is one of the great thing about nursing that i've been discovering is that literally you can work any hour of the day in nursing it's not like um it's not like being an office manager or or a typical nine to five job well, there are positions like that that are nine to five, but nursing is really round the clock care, and that's the beauty of it. You can literally design design your life. You know, um, you have to ask yourself. You know, how do you plan on having a work life balance? When do you want to take vacation? Um, do you like taking these really long like like exotic vacations that are like out of the united states okay those things take time to plan and also the earlier you purchase your tickets the cheaper the tickets are so if you know these are you have to know yourself you know um so if you like to have every weekend off well then perhaps working in nine to five works for you so maybe a clinic setting, right? Right. Of course, you give up other skill sets you could be um, picking up, like at a skilled nursing facility. However, it it fits your lifestyle. It fits who you are. Um, typically, the pay is not as well in a clinical setting, but you get your weekends off, and then maybe that's worth more to you. Um. So so I answered the question for myself and. You know, I've invested a lot of money in the education, not just with the education itself, but um, I had to take out um, personal loans to be able to pay for my uh, my minimum my minimum needs, financial needs, pay bills, etc. And I had originally planned on working part time while in school, and um, I quickly found out about into uh, term two of five that that just wasn't happening. I I realized that, uh, you know, schools kind of play games where, you know, it's like, hey, read 100 pages. Tomorrow there's a 10-question quiz on 100 pages, right? And, you know, ridiculous things like that. And I I just knew that I had to focus on school because, if you know, if I just kind of half-assed it and just kind of skim things, um, I knew that that I would pretty much get caught with my pants down and, and possibly, uh, possibly fail. So I, I took out a loan, uh, took out a, a loan that included uh, cost of living for myself. And so it was a sacrifice. And uh, now that I'm actually working, uh, my goal, 
you know, back to knowing yourself, I knew that I had to maximize my license. Um, I knew that the average pay based off of talking to people in the area I live, live in, which is, uh, Southern California, um, I've seen as low as low twenties and I've seen as high as, uh, 29, 30, right. And it varied and, and some, some pay more. Okay. Like if you go to, uh, the, uh, California correctional, um, route, okay. It pays more granted you're in jail, right? So, um, you just have to ask yourself who you are. Um, how do you see it fitting with your, with your lifestyle? If you have family, how is it going to fit in with your family lifestyle? Um, of course, money, right? It's like, what? This is about money? Yeah, this is about money. Um, you have to know how much you need to pay any debts that you may have taken on. Some of you don't have debts, which is fine. And, and then beyond that, you have to ask yourself, well, how much is it that you're trying to make? You know, as an LVN, realistically. So... My advice to my friend was simply just know yourself, understand what your financial needs were, understand how does it fit in with the rest of your life, um, people you live with, will you be able to have the flexibility to take care of things you need to take care of, like do you have to lose money to ask for time off to go to the doctor 9 to 5, you know, or do you want to work at nighttime? That way you can make it to all your appointments um, without losing any money. You'll lose sleep, but you won't lose any money. So just know, know yourself. And then um, that way you don't put yourself into a situation where perhaps you're, you're going there because the money's good, the environment's good, but that one aspect of your life is suffering. Like, let's say you want the weekends off. Or, or perhaps it doesn't pay well. And you decide to do it because you like the niche, right? So, the more you can mitigate, you know, the, the things that are going to prevent you from doing the things you want to do, the happier you're going to be with the work you're in. And so that's pretty much what I found out. So after asking myself that question um, and looking at my personality, okay, I said, I want to maximize my license. Okay, I knew I had to do 12-hour shifts. And honestly, after having 18-hour days in school, uh, dropping down to 12-hour days was actually not that hard. Because after my 12-hour shift, you know, I didn't have any homework. I was just turning off the brain. I was taking care of things outside, taking care of myself and getting some good sleep. So um, home health works for me. Um, also, I'm more of an independent person. I think um, after managing like 100 or so people directly, um, and my last uh, last job in the military, I realized, uh, you know, that stuff's just for younger people. 
or people that just want to do it. You know, it's really high stress because uh, with today's society, everyone's an individual. Not everyone has the same values and everyone has a different thing that makes them tick, you know. You know, um, I would say 20 years ago, I could stand in front of like 100 people and say, you know, we all know why we're here, right, and give that speech. But then if someone were to do that today, um, people would be nodding their heads because every single person has a different reason uh, why they're there at work. You know, I mean, I think uh, I think I was... Uh, at one time, I was a post postman. I wasn't permanent. I was just one of those temporary guys because it's kind of like that 90-day probation. And I got that same speech, you know. It's like we had a... They gathered everyone, stopped everyone on the floor, which never happens, right, at the post office because you're always, you're always busy. But they had stopped everyone at the floor and... Uh, I said, hey, it's a retirement. I was like, oh, wow, this is a big deal. And then so they brought up the podium and announced uh, one of the workers was retiring, right? They called him up, and he hobbled up on his, like, just kind of, like, limping to one side, you know, just you could tell that he'd been carrying that bag for 30 years and that uh, his uh, spinal cord has been altered and his hips have been altered and, uh, you know, he just wasn't standing up straight anymore. And then, uh, you know, retiree gave his speech, shed some tears. And then the, uh, the regional manager took the podium again and said, All right, guys, well, you know, here's my speech. A, B, C, D, whatever he said. Um, and it says, we all know why we're here to get to retirement and and in my mind that's when I knew you know that wasn't for me but um, you know since I'm already retired military I wasn't there to break my back literally again I was really there for an augment to my retirement and uh, I wanted to work in one regional location I didn't want to keep switching countries so those same thought processes, while that's a totally different field, um, they still apply to nursing because it still comes back to um, getting to know yourself. Um, once you know yourself, once you know what your goals are, and if you integrate with other people, like you have a family or roommates or a partner or someone that you're living with, that you know it it's got to fit whatever choice you make it just has to fit so i think that's pretty much the biggest lesson was uh hashing that out in my mind you know before i stepped in for the actual interview which was actually the the second question that I'm just checking to see this microphone still going, which was, um, you know, the interview was the second question that my friend asked. Said, "Hey, I've been thinking about 
you know, the school nurse program for the home health industry. And, you know, it kind of interests me, even though it wasn't necessarily something I was thinking about. So, so I mean, the interview is pretty easy. It goes back to everything that I just spoke of. Okay, in nursing, there's 24 different hours in the day. And that that day can be split up many ways, especially in home health. You can have a six to two, zero, let me, let me speak 24 hour military time. You can have a zero six to 1400 shift. You can have a 1400 to uh, 2200, whatever the eight is, hold on. See, I don't work that shift. You can have the evening shift, you can have the knock shift which is like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Or there's also 12-hour shifts, which is the world I live in. And there's really no standard for that. I mean, I've seen 12-hour shifts that go 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. I've seen it 9, 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. And it really comes down to the client. You know, it's, client's going to need people there when they need you there. So... So that time can be partitioned and made into a shift many different ways. So when you show up to an interview, particularly with home health um, and, and with any, any industry, any niche in the home, in the nursing uh, field, you have to know when you can work. So a better question to ask yourself is, when can you not work? Okay, so for me, um, that was pretty easy. I cannot work between 4 p.m. and 9 p.m. It's because of childcare. It's also because I refuse to drive. Like where I live in San Diego is kind of like the biotech uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, medical field college town area right so in the afternoon there's a mass exodus from uh, from where i live to where all the homes are in san diego most people don't live where i live because it's just really expensive but it was a choice to live here because um there's no traffic if you live here essentially so i knew that if i were to start working at night, I did not want to start my job at 6 p.m. because that means I had to leave my house at 4 p.m., which means I would have to waste an hour and a half of my time in traffic. So you have to answer these questions for yourself. You know, when can you not work? Or when are you not willing to work? So you identify the hours, you identify the days. For me, I could not work between 4 p.m. and 9 p.m., and I pretty much left all my days open. So I told them, uh, they asked me, so what are you looking for? And I said, I, I flipped the script and I said, if I tell you what I'm looking for and you don't have exactly what I'm looking for, see, this is where the experience comes in. If they don't have exactly what I'm looking for, what they're gonna do is give me something that's as close as possible or maybe totally different than what I wanted with the carrot 
hanging in front of me in the future saying, hey, we're going to work you into something that you want to do. But, you know, I knew that in the net result would still be, in the meantime, I would still be doing something that I don't want to do. So instead of answering her question, because I already know the answer to myself, I didn't want to show her my cards. Um, but what I said was, so uh, she goes, what do you want? What are you looking for? I said, um, so what are the business needs? I said, um, it doesn't really matter what I want because if what I want isn't what the business need is, it's just not going to work. And then so she immediately responded with a big smile and said, we have a high demand for overnight 12-hour shifts. And, and luckily, that's exactly what I was looking for because I had chose uh, the 12-hour shifts because of the financial reason, right? In order to maximize your license as an LVN, if you really want to get paid, you have to do overtime, right? Um, some people don't want to do 12-hour shifts. Your choice. But my, my goal was maximizing my license, and so that's where I went. Um, and I knew that I could not work before 9 p.m. because otherwise that 12-hour day would become a 13, 14-hour day if I was sitting in traffic and then, of course, fighting that same traffic coming back to work. It just, it just wasn't something I wanted to do. So I made sure and said I can't work between 4 and 9. And then literally that's what sealed the deal. You know, Of course, they asked a bunch of like, uh, critical thinking questions, which you should already know if you're already licensed. Um, but really it came down to them understanding my personality because they know where they're going to put me. You know, they, they have an idea of where they're going to put me. And even if they don't have an idea of exactly which case they were going to put me with, they definitely knew that they're going to stick me in a home with a mom who cares and loves, um, their their uh, child, right? I work in pediatrics. So um, in order to work in that environment, you have to be approachable. You have to be able to be an adult and carry on a conversation longer than two minutes, right? This is not high school. Um, it also helps if you have kids because they know that you know how to change diapers. They're not going to be sitting in their, their filth all day. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of like, uh, other variables that go beyond just the education and the license when it comes to this, um, particular niche of nursing. So, you know, the, the thought process behind their hiring is pretty much psychosocially. Can you, can you be professional? Can you, uh, project a trustworthy, like aura about yourself? because they're going to leave you with their kids. In addition, you know, can you operate independently while still having access to like the, the company through phone calls? But, you know, basically, can you, can you handle this on your own? And if you say you're available these days and these hours, you know, are you going to show up? You know, because this is not like a, uh, a work environment where you have all this this pool of people that can just replace you. And then I know people that 
I work at the facilities and hospitals right now, even saying they don't have, they don't have the pool that'll replace people when they call out sick, but definitely not, not so in uh, home health because, um, once they put you on that schedule, it's yours, you know? So that's why it's so important to understand, like, do you want to be there? Will those hours work? Because if you, if you're just shoving yourself in there just so you can make money, um, two or three months later, you're going to get burnt out. And then you're not going to be able to take care of the things you want to take care of. Right? So, that's pretty much the main the main change within the past six months. Basically getting licensed, um, interviewing, understanding how the home health uh, niche works. And um, I found that conversation with my friend pretty valuable um, just for myself to reassure myself that I was in the right place. I, I knew she, she got a good um, takeaway from it. And I said, you know what, let me just make a podcast about it because I'm pretty sure this will apply to uh, everyone else out there, regardless of what niche you're in. So anyways, I think, uh, you know, rather than my instinct is to really jump right into coronavirus and all this madness that's going on right now. Um, but uh, but I won't. I'm going to save that for the maybe a future podcast. All I can say is, uh, along that subject is, you know, with all the people um, that aren't able to go to work across America and even across the world, I mean, I think um, I'm, I'm very, very lucky to be able to uh, be a nurse and uh, continue to work and continue to provide care, especially now, right? in uh, everyone's time of need. So definitely, definitely great introspect. Anyways, hopefully the next podcast will come out sooner than six months from now. But for now, I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, close the loop. Talk to you later, guys. You've been listening to Zen Nurse Life with Derek. Zen Nurse Life is the place where nurses can let their hair down, clear their minds, and get ready for the next shift. If you like this episode, subscribe to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Search Zen Nurse Life.